Sundays with Kay, and we're lighting a lamp today. Candles is what we usually call them. And uh, it's Father's Day. So, kind of popped in a little thought about, because I'm a beautician, what do women say about men in the beauty shop? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> I have been beautician over 50 years, and I've been in a lot of different kinds of beauty shops. It's really more or less always the same. But first of all, uh, I'll come out with something that I said. And it was, I had a horse. And my horse was being taunted by uh, some little boys. So I wanted my horse moved to another spot so this wouldn't happen. So one of my customers told me of a connection with a fellow that uh, I could have my horse uh, moved there and, it, you know, everything would be fine, the finances, everything. But my horse had become very attached to this other horse. And I'm not a great horse lady. So... I said to the man, um, could you help me train with this horse? I really don't think he's going to want to leave. And so he said, sure. So he he shows up, and when I saw him, I went, oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. He's absolutely gorgeous. And then I saw he had a little boy, and I thought, oh, thank goodness, my heart is safe. He's, he's married. He has a child. I, I, I won't have to fool with, I won't be tempted to fool with that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we go and uh, and we put the horse in the corral and everything's all well. And then he says to me, would you like to come in and meet my wife? And I said, well, sure I would. So we go in and she makes an appointment with me. And she comes to the shop and has her hair done. And she loved how I did her hair. So she said, I would like to have a standing appointment every week. And then when she left, I said to my boss, oh, my gosh, something terrible has happened. And he said, what? And I said, well, you know that lady I told you about her husband. Yeah. And I said, well, she loved how I did her hair and she wants an appointment every week. He said, that's good business. What are you talking about? I said, now I have to hear the guy who was going to remain way up there, the untouchable one, the one I wouldn't have anything to do with, the magic man, the fantasy man. Now I'm going to find out that he leaves his shorts on the floor. <laughs> things of that sort. <laughs> yeah. So these are little things that, that they tell. Uh-huh. And uh, things that the main Thing, what would you think would be the main thing that is uh, the big breakup between uh, men and women? What, what, what would you think? Um, maybe guys not listening, guys not being attentive. You got um, it. Yeah? You got it. Not making her feel like she's important in his life other than to do his errands and things like that. And when he gets a moment to give her some attention, the the, the ball game's more important, the, the, the job is more important, the boys are more important, uh, everything under the sun. And she finds herself way down at the bottom. Mm-hmm. He never meant for that to happen, but it did. 
and that's the breakup, and that's the thing that very seldom can get mended if they let it go too long because there's too too many hearts, too many, too many heartbreaks, and then women try to fix it. And what they do is most of the time, oddly enough, now a man, when something's going wrong between him and his lady, he just kind of drops her. She can just live in the house, and, and he's not going to be a part of her. But a woman very often will do quite the other thing. She starts waiting on him more and more and more. And this becomes very irritating to him because he also feels, starting to feel obligated. Uh, or or he can feel the pressure of, I want attention, I want attention. You know, like a cat that's rubbing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth against your legs. Mm-hmm. And um, and so uh, that that's it. The, the main thing, and it doesn't take a lot. Just walk past her and and, uh, and, and touch her hair. Touch her in respectful places. Mm-hmm. A lot of men think, you know, petting her on the butt and stuff. No, that's still saying, serve me. Yeah. Um, no, put your arm around. Just give her a little squeeze and say, hi, hi, hon. You know, just letting her know. And if you're at the computer too long, put your knee out and reach over and grab her and sit her on your knee just a minute and say, you know, this is what I'm doing on the computer, da 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 She's not going to find that all that interesting, so she's not going to sit there that long. And then, But she feels included. And that's what they complain about in the beauty shop when I know that this, 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 this relationship isn't going to last. And well, a lot of good. the time, I'm sorry. It's good you bring it up because, um, as we all know, Father's Day is not half as popular as Mother's Day. No. So no, this is a good thing to address because um, we also need to ask ourselves, what is the issue that the fathers aren't more popular with their kids? Mm-hmm. It's probably the same answer. Same, I guess, right? same thing. Is they... Well, you remember the song, The Cat's in the Cradle. Mm-hmm. And um, that is such a true song, and it's lived over and over. And the father always meant to get to the son, and he would just talk about these great dreams of his son, and he truly meant to. But first, this must be done, that must be done, this must be done. And many times they're all things about making money for the family and all of that stuff. But the main thing is that they've taken care of that small thing first. They will find out that they have time for the other and the thrill and the joy and the love that it's just a fire in that house gives them the energy that that uh, when they feel like, oh, I just don't have enough energy to do all that. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. Children just absorb energy when you give them attention. And that doesn't mean that you that you have to make them front row center all the time. Heck no. In fact, it's important for mothers to say, make sure this man, this man got up at 4 o'clock this morning. Mm-hmm. And he's off and he's battling that thing to let them know that that man is trying very, very hard. And and to teach the children 
to come and give Daddy a hug and let him know how important he is. But you just, but just he's just the guy in the background, just shoveling it out, shoveling it out. That takes a lot of the where he would have given his wife more attention. Mm-hmm. Had she done that? It's, it's not just um, all on the guys, you know. It's like no. our society conditions young boys mm-hmm. to be that way early oh, on, yes. you know. Oh, absolutely. They teach them you have to go out and you have to become somebody and you got to uh-huh. make money to support your family. And it's always focused on the money. It's not, mm-hmm. Yes, it you're going to have to grow up and you're going to have to give your kids a lot of time and you're going to have mm-hmm. to listen to that. You don't hear that half no, as much. No, you as, don't. Do, they, no, you do, don't. You, do you hear dads freaking out about, oh my God, will I be able to spend time and, and listen enough? No, they're freaking out about, am I going to have the money to, Support that's, these kids. That's you know? right. And that's and right. that's and while that's important to address, it's not it's not the thing that's going to make your kid the happiest. No. And and I'll tell you, um oh he's quite a political leader and everything. Jesse Jackson. Uh, Jesse Jackson, when they asked him, because it seemed that, you know, not, not all of these were these, you know, big guys. Do they have a very good relationship with their kids? But it seems that Jesse Jackson it kind of breaks that rule. He he did and, and does. And, uh, and his grandkids and everything. And I don't know about his politics. don't care about his politics, but on this mm. particular issue. And um, so Tim Conway Jr. was one of them, too, that had heard of this. And, and Tim Conway Jr., uh, you know, interviews people on the radio. And he asked him, he said, what do you think it is that has that great spontaneity between you and your kids? He said, it's not how much money you spent on them. Mm-hmm. It's where did you take them? Yeah. And not that you have to take them to Disneyland. Did you take them for that little ride with you? Did you include them when you, when you ran to the grocery store for something? Here, grab them, take them, take them, take them with you. And when you teach them something, don't just hand them a list of things to do. This is how it's yeah. done. Mm-hmm. Walk them through it. And walk them through it more than one time. And I'm going to throw myself in here is um, there was a fellow that I was going out with, and you and your friend uh, Benjamin were uh, helping me clean the car. So he called and he said, I'd like to take you to a show. And I said, well, uh, first of all, we've got to get this car cleaned and and everything, and and then it'd be okay. So anyhow, he called like three hours later, and he said, uh, so could you kind of come up with a time? And I said, well, we're just finishing cleaning the car. He said, three hours? I said, yes, Benjamin and Travis are helping me. I could have done it in uh, 20 to, to to a half an hour. Mm-hmm. But the slowing it down and... And and helping you and and uh, and seeing you two make a mess of it, and then going behind and cleaning it up, and and uh, instructing, instructing. That took three hours. Well, and it was more of an experience for us too, because we don't have responsibilities on our shoulders. So it's like 
if you can make it fun for the kids, you know, exactly. it's, like, it's like, oh, we're going to play in the water. That's how we see it, you know, as kids. Exactly. And then and then we begin to maybe hopefully associate having mm-hmm. to do things like clean your car with that good time you had when you were a kid, you know. And, exactly. You got it. Yeah. I mean, so- I remember even going to the automatic car mm-hmm. wash, how fun that uh-huh. was, you uh-huh. know. Yeah, and use an imagination and listen and listen to your kids make up a story of of what is happening. Like when you went through, maybe the kids will say, "We're in a rainforest and all that." Things that you you let your imagination dull out as you get older because you're thinking of the time and the money, the time and the money, the time and the money, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um, and that's what it is. And this is what ladies talk about in the beauty shop, whether that man has a good relationship with the kids. And uh, women are very concerned with they don't want to waste men's time. Mm -hmm. And um, they say the universe language in in all countries is one woman saying to the other woman, my husband's waiting Oh boy, that woman will just speed up to hurry up and and help you. Mm-hmm. And so it's also if the guy lets her know it's okay for him to wait for her this time, taking mm-hmm. taking turns like that. And uh, how all of this got started? Aha! Now that's one that I felt heard to a minister on the radio. And he said, way back, let's go way, 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 way back in caveman days, the man was the muscle man. He was the guy that fought the foe. She had the babies and she stayed more in the cave and, and she walked along and picked up the herbs, you know, and, and, and the things like that. But he had to fight, you know, the big animals and stuff like that. So everything was all about him. And, uh, there only had to be one of him, and he could have like six, ten ladies, mm-hmm. because babies died pretty, pretty regularly then, and uh, and and people died pretty regularly then too, and right. so they did a lot of procreating, and they only needed the one man, just like in a in a chicken, they only needed mm-hmm. one rooster, and right. so it was that. The best always went to the man. Now, there's another thing. It's very interesting. What would you think is something that all women, it just, it tenses them up. Every woman acts to this about a man. Hmm. Tenses them up whenever they he all does feel it. Tense. They all whenever feel he does it. When they find it out, yes. When they when when he's doing it, it tenses them up. Mm-hmm. Um, acting like he'd rather be somewhere else. No, but that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, that's a very good one. I'm going to get to that. Uh, a sleeping man when she's awake. Mm. The reason is. Going way back, going way back, going way back. He's the protector. Yeah. And if he's not protecting, she's she 
tolerating it, but she's not at peace. The protector is not awake. And she doesn't even know why. And she'll, she'll grump at him and she'll, she'll, uh, she'll pick at him over something. Because in her mind, without her realizing it, uh, he, he doesn't really care all that much about her. It's more about him. Because he didn't, he didn't stay awake when huh. she was awake. You know, it's funny. Uh, it just happened, literally. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing, um, a lot of Father's Day massages because couples, wives, whatever, are buying their husband uh, a Father's Day massage. How nice! But literally, that just happened where the wife went through all the trouble of you know setting it up, and then uh-huh. she was only getting an hour massage while he was getting an hour and a half massage. Uh huh. And when, but literally, when we went in there, his whole attitude was. Uh, I remember the other therapist that was with me, she was like, oh, you're getting a Father's Day massage, huh? And, and he was like, uh, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what's going on right now. And, mm-hmm. and it was like, okay. Well, she's like, okay, well, you, so you're you're just saying, like, you know, I just live here. You know, I don't know what's going on. All right, there you go. But, uh, but you know, and, uh, I mean, he wasn't, he didn't seem like he was super excited or necessarily grateful even, but. Mm-hmm. Okay. She went through the trouble and then he fell asleep during the massage. Uh-huh. I wasn't massaging him, the other therapist was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you could tell she started getting a little irritated. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. she had gone through all that to uh, mm-hmm. to get him the massage. Yeah, and this is what a massage does. And she was like, well, if he's just going to, is he asleep? And then I said, sounds like it. She's mm-hmm. like, well, if he's just going to sleep, maybe we should adjust his to an hour. Mm-hmm. So they were both getting mm-hmm. hour massages. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. she was, the other therapist was trying to kind of gently wake him, like, how you doing? Everything okay? And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, you know, everything's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then after the massage, um, you know, we were kind of poking fun at him, like, oh, it sounds like you're pretty tired, huh? Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, no, I was... I was uh, I was enjoying mm-hmm. it. I remember she asked mm-hmm. me if I was doing okay. And, yeah. And yeah. she's like, and that's about it, right? And then and he's like, yeah, that's about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but, and, and in I, her mind, she mm-hmm. planned that whole thing and everything. And then in her mind, he's not even paying attention to her. Right. And, and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, right as soon as we came in the door, he was kind of just like, uh-huh. oh, I don't know what's going on, you know? And, yeah. And um, I could see he had oh, he also had two daughters, mm-hmm. and you could tell the the house was kind of centered around pleasing him. Of course, because it was his day to day, but all, yes, more than that, uh-huh. they were very trained. The yes. little girls, like naturally, when you come in a house of kids, they might be running uh-huh. around and stuff like that. <laughs> but this was, you know, a, a more uh, fluent household, and and she was. They were very upright attention and perfect behavior mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and perfectly polite and everything. Yeah, yeah. And it just seemed like, uh, you know, it was dad's way or the highway kind of thing. And uh, so they they were very sweet, though. I mean, I'm sure he has his his, his good side because uh, you know everybody was was very happy to to serve him. But mm-hmm. I could see that there was a lack of appreciation for what yeah. she had done and maybe she felt like yeah she wasn't being thought of or 
exactly given the gratitude that she thought she deserved and and, Mm -hmm. but that's exactly what happened is he fell asleep and Mm-hmm. And beyond that, you have two strangers in the house who it's like yeah. mm-hmm. you're supposed you to protect us, protect us from the strangers. Exactly. You know exactly. <laughs> yes, you are. And yeah. that, was the, and he wasn't thinking of that at all. He didn't know no. he'd done a fufa. <laughs> yeah. And she may not have realized either, but a piece of her in her DNA did. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just just those. <laughs> That's the way of it. And a lot of marriages break up because they start working different shifts and stuff like that. So yeah. they're they're out of they're out of sync. And uh he's up and wanting to have wild wild romance in the bed and she's just exhausted. She just came home from work. Oh right. not to be kidding me. Or she he waits till she just gets a little bit of sleep and and uh she can't come out of that deep sleep and so he takes it as a personal rejection and da 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 da. So then men have their version of it, I'm I'm sure, right? Oh, of, of feeling of feeling like the woman isn't uh thinking of him. Exactly. So I don't I don't know, maybe that was it, you know. Mm-hmm. I you know, that's at least one thing is I've, mm-hmm. you know, done everything to provide for this house and now you're not even giving me the intimacy that this relationship is built around or And whatever. what people say to me in the shop is I did this and I did that and I did this and I did... And the only thing I wanted from her is I just wanted her to be happy. Mm. Well, that's all well and good. You can't buy it. And though. he did one little. Th- he did something to try to make her happy, but all the other ignoring and everything that he could have taken care of with two, three minutes here, two, three minutes there, two, three, two, three minutes. Then when he did that, she is happy. But all that other, it doesn't just resentment. It doesn't just disappear because he. Oh my God! You know, I really need to make her happy. So he does that. Does that one thing to make her happy and she's supposed to just completely bubble. Right. Oh. Whereas he missed all the other cues it's and situations back. for him to it's truly back. make her happy that would make a difference for her. Now, because... I'm going to tell you a foo that I did with your mm-hmm. father. And, um, oh my goodness, uh, I knew I could never, I could never make up for it. It was just one of those things that was going to be a scar. Your dad was brought up in a very aristocratic home, and his grandfather was a politician, and that was who was the big, big uh, influencer on him as far as his pathway of life, what he was supposed to be. And his grandfather was old and dying, and so he's passing on this wisdom to him, and he had he used to tell your father that only dumb people did physical labor. Mm-hmm. that uh, really smart people got the dumb people to do the physical labor. Well, that mm-hmm. that's a very, very, very old, out-of-dated thing mm-hmm. among aristocrats. Now they realize they, they blew their health with that sort of thing even. And so anyway, uh, he had that deep in his subconscious. And... Uh, and I wanted him to help out in the yard work. I was always doing the house and the yard work and everything, and I just felt like, 
wait a minute, this is supposed to be a marriage here, and I'm carrying the whole thing. So anyhow, I I just went at him and went at him and went at him, you know, to do some yard work. So finally, 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 he was very angry with me. And then finally, he said, okay, well, I had been trained from a little girl how to do yard work. He had never done yard work before in his life. And this man was 35 years old. So he did some of the damnedest things, like raked up the leaves in little piles, and then he was bringing the piles of leaves back to the wheelbarrow. Instead of taking the wheelbarrow on, pick up the pile of leaves, taking the wheelbarrow off. And I was in the house, and then I came out, and I said, what are you doing? What is the matter with you? That's what a wheelbarrow is for. That's why it's got wheels on it. You pick this up, you pick them. Well, I heard him to the core, absolutely mm-hmm. to the core. And it was about a week later that it came to me. Uh, in that area, he was like a three-year-old child. Now, some of the things that he accomplished, if he had all of a sudden one day said, said I'm just tired of you not getting involved in this. I want you to do this. And I am supposed to know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Ah, that was just ridiculous. And the next thing was I wanted him to paint this one one window that um, that the sun used to beat in all the time in the garage. And I said, if you'll paint it silver, that reflects it back out, and that garage will be so horribly hot. He had never picked up a, a paintbrush in his life, and there is an art to painting. You have to know how to how to, how to the, the the amount of thickness. You have to know know how to wipe that brush and everything. Well, he didn't know any of that stuff. So I went to the store and I came back and oh my God, there was paint all over the the garage floor. He was having um, a ball. Yeah. He was having so much fun. <laughs> Like a kid would, you know. Yeah. And the same thing, I'm going, what the heck are you doing? Well, if you think he ever did anything else around the house like that, you, well, you know what that answer is. No. Because, yeah, of course, I made him feel foolish and dumb, which was the furthest thing from my mind. I was just shocked. You know, I grew up with people who do, who did that sort of thing. It never mm-hmm. occurred to me. that, uh, But somebody taught me. When I was real little, they gave me a little teeny paintbrush and let me let me paint a little tiny thing. And and uh, so the thing is, do the things along with your kids. You get out there too with them, and don't yell at them when they don't know how to do it just right. Just reach over there and patiently show them again. Mm-hmm. And in marriages um, too, another thing to be aware of is that. Like you just mentioned, you're coming from two different backgrounds. Completely. Two different ways of coming at life, and you have Mm -hmm. to find a middle ground. And then you also have to keep yourself from automatically reacting Mm -hmm. as your family would in that situation because your partner doesn't know where that's coming from or or why, you know. And one of the very best things, is when the women are the women that I see who have good marriages and they're happy with their husbands, they find little things to compliment on. Just like um, 
she likes it when he gives her that two minutes. Well, he likes that too, and it doesn't have to be a big, big discourse about what he did. Just, wow, that looks good. Responding to him, stopping about the time you know he's going to come home. And if it is at all possible, have the kids cleaned up and everything and, and, and ready for daddy. Not ready to jump on daddy. Tell them. Uh, he needs about an hour to adjust from the freeway, from all of that stuff. And let the kids know that the woman does too, because it's not just the guy now. It's, 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 it's the woman too. And they have to understand. And like, for instance, uh, you didn't know him, but when I was married to Bobby Joe, uh, I became manager of this beauty shop and he had always managed any place that he worked. And all of a sudden, he was upset. And I thought, what's the matter with you? And the problem was, he thought that I was going to think that my job was more important than his. Little things. I understand this is a male. This is a male, and not that a male is any less than a female. It's just their their pride factor is in a different place. You don't really find that. There are men who love to strut in their clothes and everything, and that's wonderful. And yes, give them that and let them know. I'll tell you a funny story. You remember uh, uh, Ronnie and Faye, mm-hmm. okay? Well, Ronnie would be upset about something that happened at work or one of his buddies or something like that, and he'd be prancing up and down, just talking about it and whatever, and Faye would say, you know, Ronnie, your butt looks so good in that pair of jeans. And then all of a sudden, Ronnie really wasn't angry anymore. He was just still just homo change, homo change. And he had not realized what she did. But she didn't do that to manipulate him. She did that because she knew he was going to get deeper and deeper and deeper into that that anger until it just took over his whole evening. Mm Mm-hmm. And so she gave him an out. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing, ladies, do listen to this. We're off of the beauty shop part. Ronnie and Faye had just the cutest marriages. Just too bad that Faye died. But uh, one day, Faye wanted wanted to talk to me. And that was another thing. They were very open. They told each other everything, even if it was not flattering on each other. They told each other everything. And but it was received well with the other one too. So you have to nobody's gonna tell unflattering things about themselves that the other person's gonna, you know, like, aha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. And so anyhow, um she wanted to tell me something and I really don't remember what it was, but for some reason or other, she didn't want Ronnie to hear. Maybe it was a surprise or something. I don't know. And Ronnie usually stood just outside of their kitchen window there, and there was kind of the little clutch there that the guys would stand there and talk. And so there they were, and and Faye said, Ronnie, come in here. I'm going to talk to you. Well, I thought, oh, my God. And then she turned and she smiled at me and she said, we've got at least an hour before it comes in, Kay. 
And I said, what? And she says, yeah, if you think for one minute that Ronnie is going to march and behave mommy here, <laughs> it's obvious, friends. <laughs> no. And, of course, when he doesn't come right in, I'm not going to say a word. So this is, in a strange way, a win-win situation, she said. <laughs> I said, oh, my God, yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, um... I do want to go back to the uh, the story I mentioned about the the guy earlier. Yes. Because um, to be fair, I also want um, to acknowledge that he he was living in a household of all girls. Ah, okay. oh, boys is stock and jungle. Yeah, and one thing that uh, you know, guy or women maybe don't understand sometimes. And I've been hearing it back as far as what did the dads want, you know, because a lot of them were were similar to to that guy. Their attitude was, I don't know what this is. My wife set this up. I, you know, at, at first I didn't want it, but she insisted. Uh, I asked them, well, what what did you want for Father's Day? Uh-huh. And what they said was just, I just want some sleep. And a day to myself. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like and you that time with the birthday. Yeah, I just want you, mom, to in my room all day long. Do not bother me. I want to send out for pizza and everything. Go to sleep that night and wake up in the morning, and then it's a new day. But I want that whole peaceful time. Yes, that is important to me. Yeah, there's space. Right. Very and sometimes, important. yeah, just, you know, because they're either going to work and then coming straight home and then they're mm-hmm. bombarded with all these things. And and for them to have to switch their minds, like, like I, I don't know, women can multitask in their brains. They can have yeah. a thousand things going on. They can jump mm-hmm. from subject to subject. Mm-hmm. But men, when, when they get into something, if they're at work, they have to completely immerse themselves in right. how they, they have to be in that place. Right. And then they're switching to, you know, because the rest of the world isn't asking, will you just listen to me as far as what they expect of me? You know, maybe unless it's like a service position, but they're not asking, we need you to to listen, to care, to show your emotions, Mm -hmm. to express your emotions. Mm -hmm. They're not Mm -hmm. asking that of men. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. when they come home, they have to switch gears and be this other guy, you know. So mm-hmm. for some men who yeah, aren't, right. you know, who aren't aware of, well, the singer Pat Boone, to, the singer mm-hmm. Pat Boone said, when uh, they, the stars, uh, the people who work around them, and if they build them up and they feel real good and confident, then they perform the best. Mm-hmm. And so th- there was a crew, he said, I didn't know it, but there was a crew uh, that had been um, hired to laugh at his jokes and to find that the things that he said so interesting. And so he said uh, he would come home, and his wife was going to college at the time, and they had two kids. And uh, anyhow, he said, he, when he was the one telling the story. He says, you know, actually, I'm a very bad joke teller. But they would just laugh so hard. He said, then I would tell my wife to joke, and she thought, yeah. And he'd say, don't you think that's funny? Well, yeah, kind of, you know. Or mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure I got it. 
you know? Yeah. And it was just flat, just absolutely flat. And they need, men need to be heard too. Right. Very, very much so. But I will tell you, out of all of that I have served through the years, and I get to know my people one-on-one and into their lives very much, is trying to make the marriage perfect. Those are the marriages that don't last. Mm, No. When they'll go ahead and they'll have a yelling match at each other when they get through, when they get through, they go, wow, that was a bunch of energy, wasn't it? And then laugh about it or not carry the wound of it for four or five days. Mm-hmm. And women are pretty bad about that, carrying the wound for four or five days. A man generally can drop it. But the he, he said it, he's done it, okay, it was hurtful, he didn't mean for it to be hurtful, or, or he did mean for it to be hurtful, but it's over. But yeah. she'll carry that wound for four or five days. She needs to learn to uh, forgive it quicker, really and truly. And yeah, just accepting... Um the imperfections uh, instead of trying to resist them. Because as we've talked about before, is anything you try to resist just mounts well, It will. It will. Mm-hmm. What you resist will persist, of course. Yeah. yeah. And there there was uh, in a spiritual book I read, and there was this fellow, and, and he was quite a drinker, and he was really messing up the marriage very, very bad. But his his wife was always so uptight about his drinking, and she would think about it, think about it, think about it, think about it before he would come home. And uh, he was already a monster in her eyes before he came home, and he did a lot of monster things because she brought it right out with that thinking. And so she went to a spiritual counselor, and he said, leave it be. Leave it be. And don't show a lot of reaction to his drinking. Just just kind of leave it be. And that's pretty hard to do, especially when the kids don't have anything to eat, the rent's not paid because he drank. Mm-hmm. Just just, just, just leave it be. And say, now I'm going to get spiritual here, and say, God, I hand this one over to you because there is no way that I know how to handle these things. And I know there's a blessing of a man inside of there, or I wouldn't have married him in the first place. Mm-hmm. And even if I never get to see see that part again, I just say, let this be. It was about four weeks later, this man actually came to her and said, you know, you see this glass here? And it was full of booze. He says, I'm just pouring this thing down the street, down the, down the sink. It's the last of it. Mm-hmm. Because she was not resisting it so badly. And then he had to look at what are his feelings about his actions. Exactly. Because initially exactly. he's just like, well, I'll do what I want. And then it's yeah, like, exactly. well, do I Don't tell me what do to this? do. Yeah. Don't yeah. tell me what to do. Right, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think we've... I think we've kind of covered it. I think if we do much more, we'll we'll just start repeating. And I hope everybody liked it. And reach over and light that candle and look at that guy. Isn't he wonderful? Yeah. Yes, he is. Thank you for joining us. And we'll see you again next time. All right. Can't seem to find someone.